listening to PetLifeRadio.com. What Were You Thinking is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADTHINK, S-A-D-T-H-I-N-K, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather with a new one coming up. I'll mention that a little bit. And I'm here with my wife, Linda. Hello. And Linda, believe it or not, this is, uh, what's today's date? It's 4th. This is September 4th, and this is our first show of the year. It's been a long time. Yeah, so um, I've done other shows this year, but this is the first one you and I have done together. So, um... In general, I've been just kind of late doing a new show. The last one I recorded was in April, and I recorded it with book character Bill Holm. And after recording that show, I just kind of lost the will ever to uh, do another one. (laughs) Actually, uh, what happened was I started getting really heavily involved writing my new book. I'm writing a book about our six cats called The Funnel of Happiness. That's F-U-N-N-E-L, the funnel of... I can't say funnel today. Can you say funnel? Funnel. Funnel. The funnel of happiness. And I'm just winding that up, so I've been so immersed in that that I haven't really uh, done any podcasts. So we're going to do one at the beginning of summer, and then it just never happened. Don't yeah, I just never got my act together. You thought to about it. Let's, let's, yeah. Our yeah. heart was in the right place. We just didn't follow through with it. And then uh, in April, I uh, went to do a talk at a Autobahn club in uh, Ann Arbor, and Bill and I recorded a show, and I think the first half of the show went pretty good. I spared you listening to it. But the second half is, shall we say, a little bit more free-form than usual. (laughs) So I'm going to see if it can't be salvaged, and I will put that one together, too. But um, And then tomorrow, I'm going to lovely Muskegon Wastewater with Bill Holm, with book character Bill Holm. And he sees lots of birds. Yeah, and so we'll probably record a show there because it should be humorous because we're looking for shorebirds and warblers. And if most warblers or shorebirds sat on my head, I couldn't tell you which one they were. So. Well, that's not, you're pretty good at it. So we'll see about that. Anyway, let's, um, before we go right into it, let's tell people a little bit what the weather was like today just because it's interesting compared to how it was last week at this time. Last week at this time, it was, was it 92 degrees or 90? Something like that. Yeah. We're in Michigan. We got one of the hottest days of the year that it, for the whole year a week ago. Was yeah. it on Sunday? 
Sunday was, was the hottest sun- day. Yeah, it was 92, although I we'd had several, several hot days all summer, so that was a surprise to me that it was the hottest. But with the heat index, it was like 96, so that was considered the hottest day of the year. Today, different story. What, what is the uh, high temperature? It didn't even get to 60, I don't think. No, it didn't. We were out... 59 uh, and a half degrees. Yeah, 59 and a half. We were doing some birding, uh, but I should say we were doing some no birding. because uh, Attempted that's, birding. Yeah, that's how it turned out. Hopeful to see a bird. Yeah. So speaking of birds, uh, we're going to talk about some of the birds that have been in our yard this summer. And I guess it's good we waited because we've got a lot to say about the cedar waxwings, yep. which is the uh, end of the summer story yeah but uh, why don't you start us out talking about what our first visitor to the yard was? well the reason I can remember the date on this was it was Mother's Day it was the very first thing in the morning on a Sunday right it would have been a Sunday morning I looked out the window the kitchen window and there seemed to be something moving out by this gourd house that is no one has touched it in the whole year and a half we've have it have had it and it um, seemed to be a bird going yeah. by that gourd. We mostly hung it up because it was a present. We like it, yeah. but uh, you know, it's one no. of those things you display because it was a present because we've never had birds nest in a birdhouse before, so we didn't expect anything of it. No, and I had been on the verge of taking that thing down for literally months because no one touches it and it depresses me to think of nobody going in it. So I really was very seriously inclined towards taking the thing down. So it was moving back and forth, and suddenly I saw a bird around there. I said, Bob, there's a, there was a bird going in that thing. So he looked, and he said it well, was we, a wren. Well, first we saw it in the bushes outside. Is that where we first saw it? Yeah, uh, we, we had been looking for warblers, and um, I think we had just been to Roselle Park and saw just tons of yellow warblers. And then we came home, and you saw a bird out in the spirea bush. And we heard it singing, and I said, what the heck is that? It's a yellow warbler. And then I said, well, no, I, I don't know what it is. And then after I heard it a few more times, I said, good grief, it's a house wren. Now, a house wren is a very common bird for a lot of people, just like a house sparrow is a very common bird for a lot of people. How long have we lived here now? Since you, you bought the house in 89, we got married in 1990. So. so I've been here 20 or 21 summers. I forget how many summers it's actually been. And um, I can't say I've known birds that whole time. But uh, We never had house rent. No, I, we have no, never, ever no. had a house rent. So I felt this was a gift from God, the fact it came on Mother's Day morning, first thing in the morning, seeing this wren in the yard. And then we saw another one. We saw two on that first morning, didn't we? No, it took quite a while to see the second. What did that wasn't oh, that took, first day? No, no, it took quite a while because what? We definitely what, saw the one. It flew around and kept going in that hole. I think we should tell people who haven't heard the show for a while what all this noise is in here. Howard, no, Odie, the dove, is chasing everybody. The uh, Harvey the parakeet. Howard the Dove, they're just madly chasing each other around the room. Yeah, I can't even imagine what kind of a racket this is made. Probably people listening, all they're hearing are wings flapping. And in the, in the background is our tiny, tiny little voices. Yeah. We hope you can hear us all right. No, it, what, what happened was we kept seeing the bird going in and out, in and out, in and out of the um, gourd. But we... make an F. But we kind of were despairing after a while because the bird was coming in and out of the nest so many times that we thought... 
where's the female? You know, what, what's going on? How come we're just seeing this one bird? And um, it was probably, I think it was maybe even was a, week? a week or two weeks before um, we saw the male up in a tree singing and then suddenly Linda said, I see another head sticking out. What was, at what point did we see him having a little fight with some bird on the ground as if the female didn't want to go in that yeah, thing? Yeah, that's right. Talk and, about that a little bit. Well, it was sort of a scrambling thing underneath the, on the ground and going upwards to, as if he was saying, doggone it, you are going to go in there, like she didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I was reading in a, a book about bird behavior, it said that a male will prepare the nest for the female, and that um, after he prepares the nest, he shows it to the female. She likes the looks of it, she'll go and she doesn't, so evidently she was overly picky, and said, no, not quite good enough. So he was he probably having her. a little scuffle with her, saying, no, you go back and take another look. At yeah, it, it's fine, it's really fine. Yeah, I'm tired of building that darn thing, and I was a little bit afraid that um, Nothing would happen after that because... Um, well, we never were convinced there was eggs in there. Well, but Although, even before that, um, after that little scuffle, it didn't seem like we saw any activity at all no, for a few days. No. And so I thought that um, the they female had decided... Um, that what would generally happen was the bird would come into the yard in the morning in and the start morning, singing. stay for quite a while. And then go off and then... He's gone all day, come back late in the day. That's how it seemed. sing for a while. That's how it seemed. Yeah. Um, that went on for weeks. Yeah, I did. Literally weeks. We did see both of them, though, around the yard during that period of time. However, not so much during the day. So what went on, I don't know. I honestly don't think there was eggs in there, but maybe they had a little home across the street, and they he came over here to get away from the... The, the babies or something well, for a while. Well, I don't know. We, I saw them. I would see them going in and out, although you would yeah, think they'd be true. going in and out more. But um, I walked up to the gourd once when I was convinced that uh, the birds had abandoned it. And I walked up to it. Flew and out in your face, it, didn't it? Yeah, I, I first just sat there listening. And then I was convinced no one was there, so I, uh, the gourd is just above my head. I tipped it over, and a bird flew right out, yeah. <laughs> squawking, not happy at all. So, um... Oh, she's got to go check on her potatoes. Oh. How are those potatoes doing? Almost done. Okay. So it's it's Saturday night. What did you want to watch on TV tonight? Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan movie. Or... Now we're out of Warner Olden Charlie Chan movie, so it's back to, to Sydney Toller. That's okay. You okay. good too. Okay. So um, so anyway um. We would see these uh, house wrens intermittently, and then um, we'd one day... We'd see them in the yard, and they bossed us around all the time. Well, that was... That's right. That's right. It got really bad. We're not. We're going to tell in a second what happened, but uh, they started bossing us around more, and what would happen when we'd come outside? They'd light in a tree near us and go, <laughs> like that, like, you're in my yard, you're in my section of the yard, get out of here. Yeah, they make a big chattering sound. Big racket, yeah. So anyway, our handyman, uh, Gary came over one day and this he came over to uh, work on a fence post where we have a gate that had uh, gotten collapsing yeah. yeah and so all of a sudden uh, Linda showed Gary the uh, gourd and uh, he said uh, and the birds were flying around and he said I think there's four of them he saw one with a shorter tail one or more with a shorter tail which was means it had to be babies right right and so um, we 
didn't quite believe it at first. No. I mean, not that we don't believe Gary, but we, but never we didn't saw see Lou it for was ourselves. Coming out of there. So um, then I went outside right away, and um, I kind of hung around there for a while, and they seemed to be everywhere. And um, I saw two of them with a little short tail, and then I saw the um, two adults. So sure enough, there were four. I know there was four. I saw all four together in that red bud tree out there at one point. So this was quite something for us because, first of all, I, I keep track of how many species of birds we've had in our yard, and it's been, well, you know, quite a while since we've had a new species because, I mean, we have lived here 20 years, so, um, you know, that's 108 or 9 species. Um, first but time also, we ever had a First time a house friend and yeah, first right time on Mother's Day. we ever had any bird nest in a box. In That's a exactly house. right. Yeah. It so. was a gift from God right on Mother's Day. Now, there it was. It seemed like they went away. I should remember what day it was. When they, This is the odd part. I talked to people. A guy at work has house wrens. And as soon as the young came, you know, fledged that day, and we saw four birds, they were just gone, weren't they? The, they left. It was two or three days after Father's Day. Mm -hmm. That's when we quit seeing them for good. They did not come mm -hmm. back at all after that. They just pretty much disappeared. It wasn't gradual. They disappeared so, right um, at that time. So I guess what we're talking about is God rewards you by giving you birds. And uh, then I see <laughs> the Lord you give us the Lord take it away. away by saying, uh, you haven't been quite yeah. so good, so your birds are going bye-bye. Yeah. So... Um, I asked on the birding group why the birds, I'm on a, a birding list serve, uh, you know, e email list, and I asked the experts why the birds would just abruptly leave, and I did not get an answer, so it may be not a very common thing. Yeah, but it was very funny because when we, the couple days we had those four birds in the yard, you could not go out in that yard oh, no. without those birds flying at you and uh, telling you uh, what, giving you what for. The parents taught the children to act like the adults. Yeah, they did. With they, that racket they put up. Yeah. They owned every tree in the yard, and they were very happy to tell us that we should move on. Yeah. Um, one uh, kind of odd and interesting thing, and I also asked about this on the birding group and did not get an answer, and that was whether or not there is um, a cause and effect here. Um, every summer that I can remember, we have had a male indigo bunting landing out in a tree next to our barn and singing throughout the day. Now when bare I say branches, throughout the day... Real tall upper branches and the branches are bare. When I say throughout the day, I don't mean he's there all the time, but throughout the day he will light in that tree at some time and sing and sing and sing. Not this year. And then he'll move on to another tree across the street and then he'll, he'll go away. But this year we did not get any until probably within the week after the house friends left, then suddenly the male indigo bunning showed up on that tree again. Uh, the, the How far would you say that tree is? I mean, that tree is like uh, 200 feet maybe from, I mean, that's not, Way any, far away that's from not the house. anywhere near the nest. No, nowhere. I mean, it's on the other way on the other side of our yard and then on the other side of the barn, but it just seems odd to me that on the one year that we have house friends, while the house friends are here, we had indigo no bunting indigo wasn't. bunting. No, uh-uh. Just whether it's coincidence, we don't know. Yep. But I don't know. Maybe so. they didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, moving on from uh, a really enjoyable wild bird to not so much. Uh, you want to talk about uh, the um, starling? The starling. 
Well, every year we get uh, birds from Peg Markle and Grand Rapids, who has the Animal Rescue Center. We, wildlife Rehab Wildlife Center. Rehab Center, yeah. And uh, she gets so many birds in that we have to take, I take the overflow sometimes if she gets too many of some kind of a bird. And These are orphan birds that... That fell out of nest or, you know, a victim of the storms, whatever. She gets so many, she can't take care of them sometimes. So every late spring, early summer, we end up with some. Well, she sends starlings over sometimes, and that's all right. But this year I figured there'd be, oh, you know, three, four, five, six. So Bob went over there, came home with them, and there were actually 16, 17 birds. I think one passed away, but there was... We ended up with 16 birds that we were taking care of, of starlings. Now, what's the largest number we ever had before that? Oh, gosh. I, wa I want to say 9 or 10. So, of, of all the birds that we take care of, the most raucous are starlings, the grackles, and the flickers are the loudest birds. But, arguably, starlings are maybe the loudest. I mean, they will literally make your ears bleed, especially if there's a large number of them. It's, yeah, that's so, the problem. It's the large number. It's a large number. They are loud, and you get 16 of them. You're talking mega loud. So, that was quite the experience, taking care of that many at one time and trying to... I tried putting cotton in my ears and just tissue paper, anything, to try to mute that sound a little bit. But they're very nice birds, but extremely loud. You don't want to have 16 at one time, believe me. And then they didn't want to go away. No. We released them. Sometimes when you release them, they come back for a couple of days. Not these. They had a buffet on top of the milk house where we fed them afterwards, and they just decided that was a good thing, and they wanted to live here forever. At least that's what we thought. Oh, it was, um, it was crazy at first because um, I remember in... Um, it's either in Slave by Ducks or Fall Weather. I wrote about the starlings just coming after us when we would walk outside to, to uh, after we released them. Yeah, feed me, feed me, feed yeah, me. Yeah, but at that point there were, uh, that was when I wrote six. about it, yeah, maybe. It, Five or six or seven. But, uh, but I remember the first day I walked outside after we let most of these birds go. And I just opened the basement door, and eight starlings. They were waiting for you. They flew right in my face. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, they, where's my food? Yeah, I've got a video somewhere of one of them flying right into the camera. Yeah. I mean, they just yeah. they just came right. And we're it was not crazy. going anywhere. This is our home. Yeah, and it. Um, it's not typical it's, for a starling. I mean, they go. They sometimes they just go, and you never see them again. I mean, it's kind of fun in a way to have. Uh, these birds around that will land on your shoulder, but it's not fun to have like 16. eight of them follow you all over the yard. Mm -hmm. I was Why trying to. Be to fed um, every half hour? Uh, we have a geothermal system that takes our well water and um, runs it through. And um, just a second. Okay, we just uh, moved in the other room because uh, while the uh, ambient sounds are uh, nice, one of our birds got a little bit up, I don't know, maybe because we were talking loud or something. So anyway, uh, we, we had to move up. in here. They so won. We, we left. Yeah. We abandoned the company of the birds, and now we're in with the cats. But I think they'll be... Uh, they won't start meowing. Oh, and now I hear Dusty talking in the background. Yeah. But anyway, but so we have a geothermal system, and um, it uses our well water in the uh, winter to heat us and then in the summer to cool us off. So I was outside. You don't want to just waste that water. So we use it to sprinkle Linda's garden. So I was hooking up the hoses and I'm trying to work. And the whole time I'm trying to work, I've got these starlings on me, pecking at me, 
pecking on my shoulder. They're down by it's like uh, the Albert Hitchcock. Movie. Yeah, they're down by the my birds. hands while I'm working on stuff, mm -hmm. and, it, and it was amazing. So um, and they left all at once, just like the wrens did. Yep, yep, they did. It was a good thing. Yeah, it was a good thing. Wow, we're at uh, 19 minutes into the show already, so and we didn't even take a break. So um, right now I'm going to say you are listening to What Were You Thinking with Bob and Linda Tart, and we'll be right back. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop Shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. Shoebuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code THINKING, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at Shoebuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash what, W-H-A-T, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code WHAT, W-H-A-T, and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. Where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know? Racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sauction.com? Hey, are those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code WHAT10, W-H-A-T, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. If you ask the question, what do I want, what do I need, I'll take a back shot, I reach an engine. I need time, I need love, I crave attention.
I Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another day of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. And we're back again. Boy, the time has flown already. Um, having a good time. Yeah. Do you want to uh, maybe uh, talk quickly about the hummingbirds and then? Uh... Well, we've had hummingbirds the last few years, and so, but they took a while to get here this year. We weren't quite sure if we were going to get them. But we did. We got more than usual. I think we had maybe five or six or more. There was at least three, and I'm going to say there's probably five or six, which they fight like crazy to have their territory of the feeder their own. They don't want anybody else touching it. Even though there's two feeders, there's plenty enough sugar water for everybody. They have a tendency to swarm around there like hornets and won't let anybody touch the sugar water except themselves. So it's really fun to watch them out. There's a big picture window with one of the feeders that clings to the window, and then there's one that's shaped like a a flying saucer in a tree outside my kitchen window. So that's been an entertainment all summer. We still got a few of them. I'm going to say we got three of them at least. So that's been an ongoing pleasure all, all summer long, watching those hummingbirds. We don't seem to get them. If anybody out there knows why, or maybe this is just us, we seem to get mostly uh, females and not the males. Uh, early in the season, I saw the male a couple times. Whole rest of the summer, haven't seen him. I know the immatures don't have the red under the throat, but they just, I don't know what it is. They look like adults to me. But if anybody knows why that would be, that you'd get more females than males, let me know. Okay. Um, we were going to talk about uh, our, our rooster, uh, Julius, next, but, you know, we've got uh, only about 10 minutes left, less than 10 minutes, so I think we should instead uh, save that for, you know, we can easily do another show like this. Uh-huh. So let's, let's talk about cedar waxwing. Oh, yes. we. That's another bird that we got from Peg Markle. We got a few at a time for the past, oh gosh, what has it been, month? a month and a half, month, something yeah. like that. Usually, she's how many do we get? If At the most, three, three or, or four. four. But she sent a few, then she sent a few more, then she sent a few more, then she sent a few. And then people were bringing them one by one from cities around the area where they just found one, uh, uh, you know, in a nest that fell. Or So I, I've lost track. Um, all I don't know, told, total, maybe eight. 
Oh, no, it was 13 or 14. Maybe. Yeah, okay. 13 or 14. And um, I think we lost about three of them. They didn't yeah. come to us in the best shape. Yeah. But we've had pretty good luck with them. But um, why don't... Wonderful little birds. And they're not, even at their loudest, they, they're, it's, an, it's a pleasant sound. I, I don't mind. They sound like little crickets, kind of. They it's, do. It's, it's like an extended cricket sound. It's a very pleasant sound in general, especially in comparison to a grackle or a starling or... Uh, flicker or something like that so now usually they're easy birds because they're kind of polite and of course they they have these uh they open their mouths and they're kind of iridescent red inside their mouths aren't pinky, they yeah pinky yeah yeah and uh they like eating blueberries and mealworms uh by the way grapes. With, we had uh with the starlings we had ordered ten thousand mealworms and they ate almost they're all of them. Ever, they're they're gone, pretty much gone. There might be just a remnant. We had to order three thousand more for the um, cedar wax for wings. The but they mostly eat blueberries. But the thing about the cedar wax wings is, generally, when we have them, three or four we have, we release them and they are just gone. They unlike, never look back. No, never look back. No, they're not birds to hang around. But I think they were talking to those starlings. Yeah, because you know what happened this year. You kind of wonder if maybe they're taking up permanent residency. Yeah. There's, every time you walk out the door, they greet you with their little chirping sound, and they seem to be watching the door to see when we're coming out. And I think they would actually eat every half hour. We have a milk house out behind the house. It's and a stone shed. It's a stone shed. It used to be a milk house. And we would put a paper plate up on top with a rock holding it so the wind doesn't blow it away. And we put diced up fruit on it for them and mealworms. And we have to replenish it, what, every hour or two or not even yeah, two hours. Because, now, I guess they're eventually learning to get food on their own because we're down. You know, we've been releasing them in batches of like four, three or four birds at a time. And we're down to our last batch. We had just gotten rid of the last bird and then we ended up getting more. And so we released five last week sometime, right? I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it it's was. hard to know. We've it's just been one cedar waxing after another. They don't go away. They're uh, supposed to go to the river. See, we have a, a woods with the river behind that, and Peg Markle wanted those brought here because they live over the river. There's a bunch of wild ones down there right now that swoop over the river and eat insects. That's what they're supposed to do. But these don't seem to be getting onto that idea. We're hoping that their natural instincts will kick in at some point, and they'll just take off, and that'll be the end of it. So far, no go. They, yeah. It's easier well, to live on the, with the buffet. Oh, yeah. I mean, they... What's the point of living at the river with those insects when you can eat fruit 75 times a day? Yeah. But now, just the fact that we probably released, before these guys, we probably released six or seven. And I remember two or three flew off, and we were never we never saw them again. They just left like they're supposed right, to. Right, right. But then after that, we gradually stopped seeing the others. Mm -hmm. So we are down to this last... Um, Group of four. Yeah, and so, and someone else just brought us another one today. So um, we're hoping that, like the others, that there, you know, there seems to come a point when instinct kicks in because what happens with these birds is when you first get them, they want to be hand fed all the time. Then, all the time. Then they'll eat from a cup. Yeah, and then they finally get to the stage when we can just put this little paper cup in front of them and they eat. Then they finally get to the stage where they, um, a lot of them, don't want to be hand-fed anymore. Most wild birds... They prefer birds, to kind of peck at things. Yeah, they'll peck at things, and it's almost like they consider it to be an insult. Right. To, get get uh, the food on a plate. I'm a big boy now. Yep, that's it. And so then I think there's another stage where they finally get wild, because um, for a long time when these birds fly back and come back to see us and get fed, you can reach right out and pick them up. 
And what we would do is when we still thought they were kind of babyish, we have an outdoor cage. It's about uh, like a huge phone booth. Yeah. And we would put them inside that overnight because we were, you know, afraid of their safety. And it'd be no problem. They would land, and we would just close our hand around them, put them inside the flight cage. Some of them want these cedars wanted to go back in at night for a while. But then what happens is they get wild. This wildness kicks in, and you can't really get anywhere near them. Hardly. And that's what you want to have happen. Yeah. You know, you want the ideal. So right now we are down to uh, four of them outside, and we have one that um, he seems to be eating off a plate. A a real nice guy just brought us the bird today, a guy named Dennis. And tomorrow or the next day, I think we'll probably be able to... um, He wants out, but we have to make sure that he can eat on his own. Yeah, and I I think the food is disappearing off the plate. I think so. He seems a little bit younger than some of the other birds. You can tell by the length of their tail. Their tail should be at least an inch long, or is it an inch and a half? Yeah, I just don't know. We we just kind of go by how they act. Or maybe a couple inches long. This one's tail is is kind of short, so Mm got to keep an eye on Mm -hmm. that, length of that. But they're really nice birds. I mean, starlings are just... I can't even tell you how loud just six or seven of them are when you have to go into a cage with them or even when they're young and they're in a little carrier. But 16, I mean, literally, my ears would ring when I got done feeding them. It was like a rock band. Yeah, like a rock band, that's it. So it was just plain brutal. So, yeah, but we we love doing all the birds. They're all fun to do. Oh, yeah. And so um, right now we go outside and we hear the cedar waxwings in the trees peeping. and um, It's a nice sound. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. It kind of greet us. Yeah, yeah. So, so getting preparing for winter, birds with the winter, if you have ducks, geese, or chickens, it's a good time of the year to start feeding them really good feed, such as, I don't know if we can say names sure, or ahead. anything. Was it called Missouri? Feed? Yeah, M A Z U R I. It's a good brand for ducks and geese. It's it has a- extra nutrition in it, and that keeps it'll get their feathers in really good condition going into winter. Just a good idea. Yeah, really that's what, prepare them for winter that way. Yeah, that's what zoos use. The, that or I think there's a Purina Gold brand or something like that. That's the same as the Missouri, and it's an actual maintenance formula. It's for people who want to keep their. We're not. We're not doing an ad. We're just telling you. It's for people who want to keep their ducks and geese for a long time instead of a lot of the feed is designed for if you're just raising them to butcher them. I mean, right. that's that's really right. what it is. So, so it's it's a really good, makes their feathers better. Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a. Um, we're running important. out of time, but uh, we had a goose outside. We've got a goose named Angel, and uh, part of it might be because he was molting, but his yeah. feathers just looked awful, and we thought he had lice because his feathers looked a lot worse than the others, so we put some uh, lice powder on him, but we also switched to this better food, and um, his feathers look great now, yeah, don't they? I don't even think it was a problem. I think it was just that he's old and that his feathers were old. Yep. So I can't believe we run out of time. Um, I'm ready. We'll have to do another show in another Soon. week or so. Yeah. So you're listening to What Were You Thinking? It's Bob and Linda. I'm Bob Tart. I'm Linda. And you got any good stories about your pets? We'd love to hear them. That's right. And we're going to be doing shows. I've just about finished writing my new book, so we're going to get back on a schedule doing more shows again. And so send me an email at bob at PetLifeRadio.com if you're interested in being on our show talking about your pets. And um, thanks for listening. Thanks to my very patient producer, Mark Winter, who has gone about uh, six months without a show from me. Actually, he's probably happy about that. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? 
How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.